Hi guys, welcome to another episode of the It's Fantasy Doofus Podcast. This is the podcast you've all been waiting for. It is week 16, Championship Week. This is where legends are made. And I have two very special guests with me here today. I couldn't say that the people from the last podcast were special because they were both fighting to avoid the SATs. But these guys are fighting for a championship and quite a big sum of money, except BC won't get that sum of money. So I'll let you guys introduce yourselves. BC, you go ahead, go first. Hey, I am Michael Basili. Uh, I am uh, fighting for the championship in week 16, and uh, I'm excited to win it. You sound so excited. <laughs> I know. It's also 9 a.m. that it, this is being recorded, so uh, the excitement's fading a little bit. Mina B, go ahead and introduce yourself. Do I need an introduction? Yes, you have to introduce yourself. Hi. That, okay, all right. That's great. All right, you guys sound super excited. I know it's early, in the, it's in the morning and everything like that, but we got to get psyched, man. Week 16, legend, the, uh, the um, uh, championship is on the line here. How are you guys feeling about this week? Oh, I feel like it's a, it's a pretty good matchup. A lot of the teams that I've kind of played that, you know, they, they were in the championship rounds, they had... Big gaps at quarterback and defense and oh, some other God. areas. This guy's that. talking about defenses again. Oh, my God, BC. It worked last time. Did it? I feel the defenses are not going to be that big of a factor this time just because all the defenses that I have and all the defenses out there, there's really not too many that are going to score like the 19 points like uh, New England did last week. And by the way, my defense did keep up. With the defense last week, if you remember that, Christian, I don't know if you looked at the box score. I talked about defense and my defense yes, before. Did. No, Mina B, did you listen to the, last, the podcast that he was on? Did you hear it? I, I, actually, I did, yeah. Okay, um, so this dude, this doofus was taught, like, Mark pointed out that this guy did not have a skill position in the top 10. Where he was like, well, I've got top three, top two, top 11 defenses. Yeah, That's why I'm doing so well. Well, I mean, Christian, you're, you're mocking a guy who's in the championship. All right. Right. Me, you, have, you still have that message saved, don't you? You have that message. What message? You what know message? what message I'm talking about. Oh, I sent it in the WhatsApp chat this this week. <laughs> Can you I read that a, message, please? I have it starred and everything. Let yeah, go, go ahead and read message. it, please. Let me go to my WhatsApp. Let's go to the league. I don't think uh, Christian... Let's go to start have... messages. All right. So, on... 9, September 4th, 2019, very beginning of the season, prior to week one kickoff. Mm -hmm. Christian Sidaros to the league. For real, though, I've really looked at almost everyone's team. And with the exception of Mina B, in parentheses, sorry, bro. I said sorry. I can see a path to a championship for everyone. <laughs> Need me to read that again, or was it pretty No, good? no, that's pretty good. See, this, is, this has been... Me in a in a nutshell this year, where I've just been absolutely wrong about almost everything that I've done, right? So it all it only makes sense. So I was thinking to myself, like, Mina B has to win, right? Because because I said that he would be the only one that ha doesn't have a chance to win. He has to be the one to win. But then again, I have never seen a string of games from a crappier team that are just dominating everyone like BC is right. BC, you're in the finals in all three leagues you're in, aren't you? I am, yes. And Can you talk about that, please? Similar. Please tell yeah. the world about this. So I just, I use a similar strategy, and I was thinking about this the other day, that it's sometimes you just have your strategy works, and my strategy has just worked this year. Uh, it, maybe it won't work the last league, and I'll be screwed in all three leagues, and I'll go 0-3, but for some reason... All the pickups that I've been making similarly across every league, they've worked. It's amazing. So it's just, Look, like, you keep saying... Just have the years figured out, and this is... I just happen to have this year figured out for some reason. Not saying it's going to continue, but... I haven't sat here and looked at BC's teams in every league and analyzed. One thing, I'm looking at his team now, and you said it on the podcast last week, you guys have been saying it for a few weeks now that the guy's getting lucky, but he doesn't have... Boom or bust players. He, other than Todd Gurley, who's had a, who to me has had a very underwhelming year. Every player in his lineup has been consistent. Now Devontae Parker, Joe Mixon's been, been consistent. Who? Joe Mixon's yeah, been consistent. Yeah. No, okay. I'm other talking than about some in stinkers. His, in his, he's, in his, he's put up ten. No, what, what I'm trying to say is like ever since he's gotten this lineup, like ever since he started this hot streak, 
all of these guys have consistently they haven't been boom or bust they've all just been consistently getting right. double digit scoring every week for like 6 weeks now and it's not about it's not about you know just like in real football if you get hot at the right time that's all that matters BC's team is not a bunch of jokers in my opinion he's he's got the ideal quarterback a guy who gets you rushing and passing he's got the best matchup possible this week actually yeah, and I, that's one thing I'm worried about. Like, my matchups definitely don't don't stand up as well as his does. And you know what? He's right about defenses being a swing. I've I in all my leagues, I have switched out a defense every week. Um, this week, I've put in. I've got Seattle's defense and Atlanta's defense. The pit the the. There wasn't much to pick from, so I might be taking a chance with Atlanta against Jacksonville because they went in the last couple of weeks and they're just hot right now. So you know, I'm kind of on a similar strategy. Just not, not, the rest of my team has been very consistent. You guys have. I've listened to all the podcasts this year, ever since week one. I've kind of been. I don't get mentioned much, yeah, and I love slept. that. You guys slept on this year, bro. I love not getting mentioned much, you know, and and then hearing a lot of like hatred being spewed from like Sam F's mouth the very first week about <laughs> about my strategy on how I drafted people and he was really like ripping into me. But then nobody really mentioned my name again the rest of the season. And just you know, I had a couple of losses due to injuries in the middle of the season, but I've I've stayed under the radar. I was like, okay. Honestly, I think that's the impressive part here because, like, if I look at your team, you had Mahomes get banged up. You had Alvin Kamara, who was a bust this year. You had Adam Thielen, who was a bust this year. You acquired T.Y. Hilton, like, later in the season. He hasn't really, like, produced anything for you. Uh, I wouldn't say your bench is anything super impressive, although you've made good acquisitions. So the fact that you're here, Mina B., is actually very, very impressive. I'm impressed. For a guy that took the SATs last year, I'm very impressed with you, my friend. All right. All right, the SAT thing was was a fluke. That was a one and done for me because (laughs) had I never made that trade and grew some balls on behalf of AJ, AJ, Abernoop Jacob, who does everything based I feel, I feel, I never say I feel, you know what are you talking about? I never say I feel. Dude, if I recorded every time you said, oh, but I feel, Mr. RJ Barrett's going to average eight assists a game, my butt. This guy... Sitting in my sitting in my loft upstairs, and Sam Sam goes, he's sitting there just passionately talking about the Panthers and Cam Newton, the year that we were eleven and five and go to the playoffs back in two thousand seventeen. Passionately talking about, oh no 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 no, what happened in New Orleans? What happened against New Orleans last time is not going to happen again. He's like, I have a really good feeling we're going to win. I just I just feel it. Sam is like, all right, bet. No no, I can't bet that. <laughs> and and but the thing is, I'm. I'm summarizing what was probably like a 20-minute back and forth between these two right. guys. So I'm just sitting there boiling now because I'm like, shut up and bet. And so finally I was like, you know what, AJ? I just want to put this conversation in. I'll Forget it. I'll just bet for you. I'll bet for AJ. <laughs> there I go. I lost my first-round pick. Everything else was a domino effect last year that yeah. fell from that. I guarantee it. Had I had just one solid player on my crappy team last year, I would not have taken the stupid SAT because I know how to play fantasy football. I still remember the the game when you played Drew last year, and like OBJ caught that touchdown in like the very back of the end zone, and that was why you lost that week. I don't know why that's still burned in my mind. I don't remember that's how you said it, but it was the very last play of the game last year. (laughs) All right. Well, I I think for AJ last year, and I think you. You kind of neutralized AJ a little bit. He got really lucky on Mahomes, and he was like, I picked him out, guys. I had a feeling, and I went with it, and he just got really lucky with Mahomes. And Mina B, I remember during the draft, he's like, AJ's not picking up Mahomes. I'm going to take him for the pure reason that you don't want him to have him, right? Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, Mahomes, I mean, now granted, Mahomes wasn't 2018 Mahomes, but he's still a top five quarterback. Yeah. And if he would have been on AJ's team or a couple of other guys, he would have swung the pendulum, I'm telling you. He definitely would have, because it's... I mean, for AJ, if you look at his team week to week, he has been struggling to find a quarterback. Like, he, he knew Mahomes, and he and it doesn't seem like, other than Mahomes, he figured out what's a good quarterback. That, <laughs> right? dude, that dude had has been riding, like, a power trip ever since he won his championship. <laughs> yeah. Like, he got yeah. this, like, fantasy hubris ever since he won, and... 
now it's just like he thinks that everything he touched turns to go. This was my only problem with that with that bet though, Minabi, is that when you guys make bets, you have to like set parameters for the odds. It can't just be so I don't remember the records, but I know like the Panthers were mediocre at that point and no, the Saints This is this is two years ago when we went to the playoffs. So what was the record at the time though? I don't know, maybe nine and five, ten and five. It was late in the or nine and four or something like that. It was very late nine in the season. Four. Yeah, yeah, because we always played New Orleans like late in the season. Yeah, and no, no, both teams were good. New Orleans has won the division three years in a row, so they, you know, that was the year where New Orleans beat us three times, uh, three times, including in the playoffs. Mm, to, okay. you know, All right, and so no, no, we were a good team, um, and we fell just short. Uh, but I mean, that's neither here nor there. I, I shouldn't have made that. I shouldn't have done that on behalf of AJ. That was my fault. It's all good. Man. I'm gonna, t- I'm gonna take the blame. But yeah. you know, I, I'll also say something because y'all were talking about what's your strategy for SAT for like people like Mark and Ann or Drew or or, or Mikey. Yeah, <laughs> honestly, and I don't know what y'all are talking about. I did not study a lick, and I'm 100 percent being honest. I did, I guessed completely on math and still scored an 1140. <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I don't know what AJ did to get an eight sixty. Yeah, the math was. Yeah, the English kind of just comes secondary. I don't think you have to do anything for that. But the math, you just kind of have to remember some trigonometry, and for some people, that's just. It's, do you guys see the uniqueness of this podcast? Do you guys see the uniqueness? I hope the viewers. I found out that I have listeners in Puerto Rico and Mexico recently. I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't know. How, but I do welcome Ola guys. But but for those of you that don't know that are listening, these two gentlemen that are fighting for the championship trophy are actually two people that previously took the SATs. That brings a unique dynamic to this wonderful podcast we're recording at this moment. What do you two have to say about that? Go ahead. Go ahead, <laughs> about that dynamic, I don't know. I mean, the uniqueness uh, no, I the SAT. It wasn't of like, our I, fantasy league that we got two guys that that at one point I mean, were it's just like, so it's, freaking awful, and sure enough, within a year, within two years, they're fighting for a championship. Isn't that kind I, of I think cool? It's, I think it goes to the statement that I said earlier that sometimes you have a year where you have things figured out, and sometimes you don't. And that those years we didn't have it figured out. Every move we made it seemed like it was the wrong one. And, like, we didn't have the formula for fantasy that season, and this year we do. And See, that, that's me going back to it being luck, man. Like, a big chunk of it is luck. Remember I said it, it, I used yeah. to think that it was, like, 30% luck, 70% skill. Now I think it's the opposite. Now I think it's 70% luck. Like, you gotta, you just have to hit on some guys, and... I, I don't think 70%, 70% is it. Percent, like, it's just, you 30%. just, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, man, you're trying to... If it's to, luck, yeah. you have luck through the whole season, that just seems... 70%. That, that seems like it's inaccurate. It just yeah, you're trying you're trying to segment these like this luck versus skill and everything. No, I'm, I I I don't think it. I don't want to put a number on it. It doesn't require that much luck. You what still round did to, you get Austin Eckler? Mean to be? I'd have to go back and look. Yeah, that was like seventh round or sixth round, something like that. That's a freaking like he's a good player and it was a good great pick. At the value that you got him for, but well, I don't think anyone understand. expected him to have the year that he had, right? Well, why not? But here's oh, number come one. Come on, bro. Let me tell you. All right. Let me tell you. Number one, we didn't know if Melvin Gordon was going to play. We knew he would miss some time. So you knew right off the bat. Everybody knows how important running backs are in this league, right? And in the league that where pass catching running backs are even more valuable, right? Right. So you knew right off the bat that he provided value for the year. You didn't know how much value, but you knew he offered value as a third a third slot running back. You knew mm-hmm. that. Yeah, flex okay? play, sure. And then you also knew that Melvin Gordon would miss time, how much we didn't know. Yes. All right? Now, you take that into account. You already say, okay, for some number of weeks, I'm going to have a top-tier fantasy running back, okay? And then for some number of weeks after that, I'll have a third string uh, running back who I can put into my rotation because if you see the uh, pattern that happens in this league because we have 12 teams now instead of 10 running backs become very sparse mm-hmm. and Austin Eckler has always been a third running back on somebody's team for like the last three years oh yeah even when Melvin Gordon's getting 20 to 30 carries a game Austin Eckler is always a great great like flex option. he gets he gets touches yeah yeah he gets he and gets, you know yeah he's he, super he explosive turned, he turns uh, turn screen passes into like forty yard, right. uh, forty yard, you know, yards after the catch. You can only get one forty yard after the catch in a game, and boom, you've got four point five points off of one play. Right, but I think the thing here is that 
we knew that he was going to come back at some point because his situation was different than Le'Veon Bell's. Le'Veon Bell was a franchise tag situation, but this one, Melvin Gordon was still under contract. So he needed to show up in order to be eligible to become a free agent, right? So you knew he was going to show up. And he showed up earlier than I think we all thought. And that's where I was like, oh, crap. Now, now I'm feeling good about my pick that Meanaby doesn't have a chance. Because Austin Eckler shouldn't be go back to just being a flex, flex option. But that didn't happen, did it, Meanaby? It didn't. It didn't. Um, I mean, he still he still had similar production to that he's had in, that he's had in the uh, past seasons. I should I should have taken that trade, bro. Should have taken it. Listen, um, I, I've said this because you just mentioned trade, and I wanted to bring this up. Um, I I don't know what all the fuss is about trading in this league. You guys have had three or four podcasts that have strictly focused on trading and how. Nobody wants to trade, or there's the types of people who trade, and this and that. I, I've tried to, I've tried to play along with trades. I've made a couple this year. I've offered some. I've, you know, I don't, I don't think that I offer lopsided trades. But neither here nor there. I don't. I, I'm in a league that doesn't even have a trade option. It's not even yeah. in the format of the league, and it's just a bunch of guys. You pick your team. You manage your team. You only get two pickups a week, and that's it. Like You do the best you can with what you've done, and it's a really fun league, and I, I don't know what all this fuss is about trading. Well, I will say this. You you are very um, enjoyable to, to negotiate trades with. Like I, You're my favorite person to like even discuss any trades with, right? Because you're completely transparent and completely blunt. Half the time, you don't even message me first. You just send me a trade offer and be like, hey, man, I sent you an offer. Check it out. Let me know what you think. And I love that. I don't like people that, like, I have to wine and dine. Like, I, I was trying to get to this point in the last podcast, but but I, I got sidetracked. But that trade that I did with Drew, the uh, Melvin Gordon, Devonta Freeman trade, I don't know if you guys know the back the backstory of that trade, that was a month in the making, man. <laughs> Literally a month. And not a month of like, hey, man, what do you think about that? It's like a month of serious trade negotiation of like, hey, man, well, what about let's do this with this and this guy's doing this for this. Like it was like serious trade negotiation. And that's where the frustration start. And that's what I was saying. Like Drew might be a, a genius because he really like wears you down man. <laughs> like he really really wears you down and that might be his strategy or he just went second trading but that's that he i'm sure that part of the frustration of trading i'm sure drew's <laughs> sure drew is a part of it i'm sure there's a number of people that are part of it but me to be you're actually a, a pleasure to uh do trades with quite a pleasure well I, I don't sit and compare the size of my genitalia with my uh, with other people, and, and that might be what, what part of the waste. What are you well, talking you know, about? <laughs> you know, you talk about wasting time for a week with Drew. Maybe you guys are talking about whose balls are bigger. Like I don't know, but no. Um, well, I mean, that's other conversations. I mean, yeah, I feel like that's like eighty percent of your conversations. Well, imagine. Let's say, let's who's, say seventy. Whose balls are bigger? My balls are bigger. All right, trade me that guy. <laughs> my balls are bigger. Well, he's married now, so he's probably got. From eighty to like seventy percent, you know, something like okay, that. Okay, all right. All right. So this is one thing I, I wanted to talk about the players that you guys are starting this week because I want to talk about now that you mentioned balls, now that you mentioned testicles, mean to be. I want to talk about BC's testicles right now. And why do I want to talk about BC's testicles? He is starting the Colts defense against your Panthers. He's about to freaking take a knife and stab it <laughs> in your are heart. Are you serious? Huh? Did you not see me in a BC team last week? He started. The Seahawks defense against the Panthers. It's I would start any team against the Panthers. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Like, I'm not – I mean, he, I saw it. I, I thought it was a good start. They didn't get as many points as I thought they would. I thought the Seahawks would get a lot more points. Like, They should have, but we scored garbage time. We yeah. scored garbage time points. I just thought it happens. was – I just thought it would be comical if BC did end up winning that a big part of it was just – Sticking it to the Panthers, you know. But I mean, you... I've got a few defenses. I'm still up in the air about which defense I'm going to start. I've got a few good options. Uh, oh, do you? You got three they, good options. I, I don't think the Bills against New England is is bad, but again, New England is not the same team. Uh, Tom Brady really doesn't have anyone to throw it to, and they haven't been scoring that many points. But he still protects the ball really well. Mm-hmm. The Jets against Pittsburgh. If you saw the Bills team. Just destroy them. Like they sco- they put up nineteen points on like the the Bills defense put up nineteen points against Pittsburgh last week. Like they yeah. their, their offense is just really messy, but the defense of the Jets Well the Duck had four good. picks. 
Sorry, that third string yeah. for QB had four picks. So, yeah, it was yeah. insane. And yeah. so I've I've got a few options, but I feel I feel confident the Colts against Carolina, uh, depending on the quarterback they go with, right? Like if it's if they, if they go with the rookie, if they go with Will Greer, like he, it's not like he's going to magically have a great game You're against right. a defense that's unless you talk really to AJ, good. of course. Yeah, uh, I mean, so it's <laughs> the picks are going to come. C Mac isn't going to fumble, but the. Like, they're not going to score as many points. Like, how many points can he put up by himself? Yeah, that's fair. That's fair enough. All right, so you guys want to break down matchup by matchup who you guys – I mean, I don't know if you guys have your lineup set. I'm just going with what I'm seeing in the starting lineup right now. So I'm just going to go with, with Mina B first, right? So Mina B, you got Patrick Mahomes in the Windy City, playing in the Windy City, Sunday night football, primetime football, right? You've got Alvin Kamara at Tennessee. You've got Mark Ingram at Cleveland. Austin Eckler, home against Oakland. Adam Thielen on Monday night against Green Bay. T.Y. Hilton against Carolina. Dallas Goddard against Dallas. Well then. And with the Will Lutz, Will Lutz kicker, uh, Saints kicker, I'm sorry, uh, against Tennessee. How do you feel about that? A um, little shaky. I, I think uh, I think the Panthers versus Colts game is going to be swing game for determining. They're going to make a break. The Panthers have already ruined my reality, mm-hmm. and they might they might ruin my fan they might ruin my fantasy. You know what? I'm I'm taking a chance on T. Y. Hilton. I made a trade with Mark, and that was actually one of those. I would have actually finished number one outright. Um. If I never had made that trade with Mark. Really? How, because what happened was the week that I made the trade with Mark, he had Christian Kirk. And at that point, Christian Kirk's best game of the season was like a 13-point game or something. I don't remember. It was right. something in the teens. You know, he didn't have anything anything outstanding. He had some sprinkled games of single digits. So Christian Kirk showed potential. I liked him. I was like, okay, he's pretty solid. He's, he's not a complete bust, but he's not a complete boom either, you know. And and Mark knew this, but Mark I think was was hungry for a, a little bit more of a consistent receiver. Make the trade. He gives me Zach Pascal and T. Y. Hilton. Knowing that T. Y. Hilton, I would stash him for you know, I figured I'd be in the playoffs. I was like, okay, I could I could get a a bump at receiver for when the playoffs come. And he wanted a bump at receiver at that time. Mm-hmm. That same week I played Mark. That same week, I lost by like 15 points. That same week, Christian Kirk had 33 points for Mark. Mm. So if I would have had Christian Kirk, I would have won. Yeah. Um, now, fast forward, T.Y. Hilton didn't play again the whole entire time until last week. Only had three catches. Now, I'm depending on the garbageness of the Carolina Panthers to let T.Y. Hilton go off. Because Dante Action Jackson is action garbage right now. Okay. Really? Yes. You're souring on this man, huh? I mean, I'm not. I'm just stating the facts. The guy's been complete garbage for a few weeks. He's actually not had a good season, but the last couple weeks has been really awful. Really? This also and, plays really well to my defense play because if the Colts do go off, then Carolina's going to have to throw it, and if they're going to throw it downfield, there's going to be mistakes made. The Colts are just going to pick. We don't know. I mean, we have a. Here's the thing about the Panthers, and here's the unknown. Nobody has game film on Will Greer. Nobody has regular season game film, and we know in the NFL, rookie or not, sometimes your very first game as a QB, you come out and you, you guns a blazing and you yeah. just tear it up. Okay, yeah. so this game can end up being, and you know that probably scares you a little bit, BC, because you're playing the Colts defense, and typically I would say they've been very consistent though. Like if you no, they have it. been. Typically, I would say that's a great move. But the, the trend of the NFL is you get a quarterback in his very first game ever. Now, now it's a different ball game when you're five games in. We see what's happening to Kyle Allen now that defenses have schemed him and blitzed him. And right. uh, We do have a terrible offensive line, so you have that working for your advantage, BC. I mean, really bad offensive. I, a quarterback can literally not take a snap and instantly have somebody in his face as often as the Panthers do. It's bad. It's, it's awful. So, anyway... There's one thing I wanted to mention about this. It's Panthers-related. It's not related to the matchup at all, but it was something that I read. So last week when the Panthers were playing Seattle, they said that in that week, week 15, Russell Wilson had the second most amount of time in, in the pocket to throw the ball, right? So that means there wasn't any pass rush. And 
He was, you know, he's good at extending plays, getting out of the pocket, moving around to to give himself more time and things like that. So on those plays where, like, the coverage is breaking down and the play is taking longer than it should and everything like that, um, I would think that Brian Burns would be yep. very useful because he, he's, like, good at getting sacks and he's super fast and so he's good and he's got a good motor on him. So he's good at, like, those long developing plays at, at finishing those plays with sacks. But he barely played in that game. Like, for some reason, he they just didn't put him on the field or something. Like, he wasn't hurt or anything. It's been a heavy topic on Charlotte Sports Talk Radio. Oh, yeah? About the lack of play for Brian Burns since he's, you know, re- returned back as a, as a healthy, you know, healthy in quotations player. He had played seven snaps last week. And they're saying he's weak against the run. Fine. But, on, but last week, Russell Wilson converted second and 18. Second and fifteen, and third and eleven. But then again, it's Russell Wilson. Like he's, but he's he's MVP. He's in the running for MVP for his legs, for how much playmaking. Like you look at the Seahawks, and they're not good outside of Russell Wilson. I I agree, but what I'm saying is to Christian's point is why is Brian Burns? Why is the guy who doesn't have a constant motor on a pass rush not in the game? You know, I don't care. No, it doesn't. And, and unless he, unless he pissed happens. off, like unless he pissed, pissed off his coach, like this he is kind of like a coaches, doghouse. Type no, deal. the coaches came out straight up a day or two ago and said, "We just were subbing in packages left and right, and we forgot to get them in there. It's our fault." Oh. We, they literally said <laughs> we just like neglected to get him into some of these packages, and I'm like, that's a first round stud pass rusher who had four and a half sacks in his first six games, got injured, and is back, and you're telling me against a very mobile quarterback who likes to get out of the pocket, you forgot to put in your most fast, you know. You buying that? You buying that? Yeah, I'm buying it. We have idiots of coaches. Eric Washington, ever since he became the D coordinator last year, looks befuddled and lost on the sideline. Why doesn't he just, like, I, I don't know, I've, I've never played, but I felt like if I, I know you want to, like, obey your coaches, but seven snaps, I would have been like, hey, man, do you not want to, like, get me in there, put some pressure on this guy? Like, why doesn't he talk to, I mean, good for Brian Burns to not be that type of guy that is, like, complaining on the sideline or whatever, but seven snaps, no, I'd be like, uh, hey, coach, you want to, you know, get me in there? I'm ready to go. Well, Brian Burns will be here next year. Those coaches won't. Oh, that makes sense. All right. Any controversy he causes is going to come back to bite him with, like, the new staff or it'll make headlines. So. Plus, the season's <laughs> over. Why does he want to risk hurting himself too, right? Yeah, maybe that's it. Maybe. <laughs> maybe guys want to play, but yeah. it is what it is. All right, that was a good tangent. Now, let's uh, – yeah, uh, mean, you feel good about your team this week. I think they'll be they'll be okay. Um, you got some options, some decisions you need to make. Um, but overall, I think this this seems like a solid lineup. Now, BC, let's move over to your team because, again, I just I'm. You're always amazed that I'm winning. <laughs> no, no, I'm For amazed. Some reason. I'm amazed at the matchups. Like I don't know, like how you. This is very impressive to me. How you able to like make moves at the end of the year like this and acquire players and just get guys that just seem to be in perfect positions to produce at the end yeah, of the you know, season I like this. Up, I picked up Devontae Parker for $3 off of waivers. Yeah, all right, so let's start from the top. So you have Deshaun Watson at Tampa Bay. Literally could not be a better matchup for him. Tampa yeah. Bay's defense is like passing defense is the worst in the league, right? So that couldn't have been a better matchup. This is actually tough, though. you got Todd Gurley at San Fran. That's going to be yeah, tough. Yeah, they, right? are, they are tough against the run, and yeah. they're going to make uh, – they're going to make – the, the Rams throw the ball, but right. they've they've been getting Todd Gurley involved. If you look at the last game, uh, the one of the last touchdowns that they had against Dallas, it was a was a passing touchdown to Todd Gurley. Uh, so it was so they're they're force feeding him the ball in the pass and run game. Like they try to get as much as they can out yeah. of him. They got to get in the but playoffs. They, to, they got to get in the play. They're trying to get into playoffs, so they have yeah. incentive. You know, they well, do have. You have Joe Mixon at Miami. That's that's a wonderful matchup, right? It is. But he was he was injured at the beginning of the week, which made me pick up Giovanni Bernard because mm-hmm. whoever whoever's playing against Miami, like they're 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 going to be a great running right, right. team. Right. Uh, then you have AJ Brown against New Orleans. How do you feel about that matchup? I feel really great. New Orleans defense doesn't exist for the most part, and uh, I think Ryan Tannehill's been hot, and the connection between him and AJ Brown has been really good. So. 
Fair enough. I think you should get about This is where it gets really good here. You got Cortland Sutton playing Detroit. Yeah, I don't know. I should be be confident about that. You should be. uh, He's been kind of slowing down a bit. Uh, He had a... An okay game last time, and Detroit can be a good defense. Mm-hmm. But. And then you have Devontae Parker against Cincinnati coming off of a fresh ex- an extension from the Miami Dolphins. Now, if yeah. you ask David Malik, he'll be like, oh, he's not going to get you anything this week. Because David Malik doesn't like this guy at all, and he thinks that he's just all about the money, right? So he thinks like, oh, he's... He's upset about that. Even that. if he's all about the money, it's the boss coming his way. What's he going to do, swat it away? Right, like, right, yeah. And he's been hot. He's been hot. Yeah. He's been yeah. hot. And then you got Zach Ertz. The thing is, the, yeah, the Cincinnati defense, it's, it's not that great. Right. And then you've Even, got, right. And then you've got Zach Ertz against Dallas in, like, this is the NFC East game, like, of the season, right? This is, The winner of this game between the Cowboys and the Eagles is going to make the playoffs, right? So, yeah. This is like the biggest game of Carson Wentz's career, literally. If you think of it, yeah, it has to be, right? This is the biggest game of his career. He yeah. wasn't in the playoffs. That was all He's been Nick absolutely Foles. terrible up to this point, which is yeah, he hasn't been great. wonder why you keep on starting him at quarterback, but it's better than starting uh, Jimmy Garoppolo like AJ's been doing, to be honest. Yeah, well, Kyler Murray had a couple of rough weeks and not some good matchups. So I went with Carson Wentz because I, like, I felt like he, he and his team have to keep winning. And so like I just... Yeah, yeah that's what it is. there's no other players to catch the ball. Like there's there's Zach Ertz, there's Dallas Goddard, which, which he doesn't he like has. throwing it through sometimes, which is going to help me, as you saw, Christian. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, again, logic. The, the, I, I like what me to be did by starting Dallas Goddard because logic would tell me that if I'm going into if it's you know Monday and the game plan you're watching fi- and you're the Dallas Cowboys yeah. in their facility and you're watching game film. On, on the Eagles, it should start and end with Zach Ertz. Exactly, right? Like, there's no one else to receive the ball. Yeah. He's, he's like, start that end. He's number did, two in the league. I did pick up Greg Ward. Oh, good on you, mate. Good on you, mate. Yeah, I'm not playing him. It's, right. it's either play him or T.Y. Hill. I mean, I've got, I've got some options at receiver there. I think for me, I think what's going to determine this is what happens defensively with whatever defense I pick and with my second wide receiver. Mm-hmm. I think... I mean, I'm actually questionable with Adam Thielen. You know, he's he's just coming back too. So um, I think Thielen will do his thing. But I've got Sterling Shepard and Greg Ward on the bench, both guys who have been doing well um, lately. And like I said, it's all about what are you doing for me right now. Mm-hmm. And those are going to be the swings. That's what's going to be determining this. This who's going to come out on top here is what happens at that receiver position and defense. Yeah, I think yes, me to be set from. Like positions one through four, QB through like the flex. Yeah, uh, it starts getting a little worrisome. I mean, worrisome for me is players one through four because those guys have the potential to go off, and they those four by themselves can win it this week. Right. The no matter what I, those other two, what those other four or five players. Yeah. The thing that I like that Mina B did though is that like all he doesn't have any guys playing today, so we got like a couple games today, right? I I don't like when I have. I don't want my players to finish before my opponent's players because I don't like to just sit for the rest of the day and wonder about how many and like watch their games to root against their players. You know what I mean? So like psychologically speaking, I don't know if me to be that like that just is how it worked out, but I would have probably tried to do something similar is to avoid avoid having that kind of situation. Even though you should just pick the best players, I know, but in my mind, I just I don't like that. I mean. I, if it falls that way, it falls that way. But if you if you have like a top ten running back that's playing today, you're not gonna yeah. sit him. So BC, are you worried about Harrison Butker playing in that cold Chicago weather, Soldier no. Field, no. Windy City? No. no. All right. Not at all. I mean, it's Kansas City. They're gonna put up points. If anything, he'll get four or five. Uh, what are you talking? You talking about what, what? What are you talking about? The Bears defense? What are you saying? What are you trying to say right now, bro? I mean, they're playing Kansas City. Who do you think they're playing this week? Did you get confused? You said, you said he should get four get... or five points from what? How's he going to get four or five points? Not from Touchdown? our defense. Really? Not from our defense. Right. Actually, no, that's that's a really – I mean, both of you having uh, Chiefs players, I would – like, we just got eliminated from playoff contention, and so I'm expecting a big letdown. I, I'm kind of upset. I mean, Harrison is... Bunker, in wind or not, like, he, he knows how to kick it. Yeah, I, gonna, no, yeah, no, 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 that's true. He, he – he, um, 
Yeah, he's been kicking Kansas City. Kansas City gets cold, and it's not it's not a dome either. But I'm just saying, like, I'm kind of upset that this is going to be a Sunday night game because I really don't think the Bears are going to have a good showing, and it's going to be, like, national whatever. And I feel, I feel like Kansas City is just going to run all over them, to be honest, unfortunately. so Maybe, but uh, in the NFL, these guys all have pride, and these guys all are trying to make a living, and they don't care, like, like, uh, the number 23 player on the Miami Dolphins is playing for a contract in a position next year, and he's going to come out and play with his heart and play, yeah. give it his all. And that's what makes exactly. it that's why Miami's they're gonna, No, they're going to – no, the Bears, the Bears culture, honestly, is very that way. Like, the culture of our team is very, like, we always, like, give it our all and give it our best shot. I'm just saying that, let's say, like, when we start off the game, I think it's going to be really, really tough probably in that first half. But if things start breaking down and Kansas City puts a few touchdown drives together in like the second half or whatever, I think you're going to see the Bears fold. So that's that's my only thing. But you know, it's going to be interesting because like Matt Nagy is like a you know Andy Reid disciple or whatever. So there could be some advantages in terms of like Matt Nagy did coach Patrick Mahomes for a year, so that could be an advantage in terms of scheming defenses and. You never know. It'll be interesting. It'll be interesting. They can scheme as much as they want, but no one's keeping up with Tyreek Hill or McCall Hardman. Like, those guys are just... Freaking Eddie Jackson, bro. The best safety in the league, bro. No, no. There's They always have, like, one or two of these really deep throws with their speedsters that no one can really defend. Even Chicago, I'm sorry. No, Eddie Jackson will take care of it. All right, guys. Do uh, you guys have anything else you'd like to say to each other? Let me see how long we've been going. Uh, let me see here. 40 minutes. Yeah, we've been going about 36 minutes. That's pretty good. You guys have anything else you'd like to add? Anything you'd like to say? Um, no. You guys didn't really trash talk each other that much. I, like I mean, there's the no reason factor. to trash. I don't trash talk people. I don't think Mina's going to trash talk anyone, too. It's just... He just did, he did it to me, and he did it to AJ. <laughs> I mean, I do, it to, I do it to guys who deserve to be trash talked. <laughs> oh, Mina. Oh, I mean, Mina. I, I, I am surprised BC is here, but... Oh, really? <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I, I'm not. I'm not here to. I, I just look, man. I say how I feel. It's not intended to be trash talk. I just, I just say how I feel. And if it mm. comes out as trash talk to the person who receives it, okay, then whatever. Good on you. Yeah. I think we should spend some time looking at the most important matchup, which is against Mikey and Nate and and Drew. I mean, I just we just did that podcast yeah uh, yesterday. Yeah, but you yeah. don't have the champions' perspective on it. On oh, 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 yes, the, the 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 two guys in the final. Yeah, go ahead, give your perspective since you two are all knowing about fantasy this year. Go right ahead. Exactly right. Yes, yes, I'll pull it up right now. Um, let me see if anything's changed. Um, nope, they kept everything the same. So the loser of that game is the SAT. Correct. Taker. Correct. Eight, uh, so it's uh, Drew versus Mikey, right. and Mikey Mikey's projected. Looking at his team here, Mikey's got good matchups this week, dude. Drew's definitely the underdog here. I mean, he was anyway, just based on his record and performance and activity. But like Drew's matchups on paper, at least, suck. And Mikey's on paper are really good. So that's why I said in the last pod that if Drew somehow wins. It would be literally be like a David and Goliath story here. Yeah, I think run, I think matches are terrible, man. I think Drew's kind of stuck in last year, like I am, with some of these people, uh, right? Like he has Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers has been doing great, but Devontae Freeman is a last year type of player. Uh, Julian Edelman hasn't been putting as many points. Odell Beckham no. is a Edelman's been dude, dude. Edelman's like the number four wide receiver in fantasy. He's probably been yeah, his yeah. only good fantasy option this year. Yeah, I made an offer for. Edelman's been good, but Peyton Barber, like, with the situation they have at running back, and he should know better than that because... Yeah, he's been waiting around for Jordan Howard, and LaShawn McCoy's kind of, like, lost in the shuffle there. I, I don't know what he's doing there, but... Yeah, LBJ isn't gonna... I mean, he's bound to have a great game, right? Not against Baltimore, though. He has... Yeah, exactly. And George Kettle, he's a good... I mean, he's really, really good, but at the same time, he's he's really depending on his tight end now to fit. We make we making tea now, George Kettle. We making tea. <laughs> All right, and then the Rams giving spicy over there, bro. Yeah, and then he has the Rams defense. This uh, this Rams defense. Uh, I mean, I talk about defenses a lot, and this Rams defense scares me. Like they've had some really good games, but they've also had some really really crappy games. Yeah, and for for him to be putting them up against San Francisco, which definitely has to win, and. Against George Kettle, that's that's kind of a risky move. 
Uh, yeah, I, I don't like doing that. I don't like starting my defense when I'm also cheering for an offensive player to score points against that defense. But Yeah, so you got to take it one way or the other. But I feel like if one of those had to had to give, I would feel like it would be the Rams' defense. Uh, yeah. Hey, Kristen, why is your bed so bare? Pass. What's huh? that? Why is your bed so bare? So bare? Oh, this is the guest bedroom, dude. Oh. Yeah. Is that how you treat your guest? Um, we never have any guests. Actually, we got guests coming today, so I should probably do something <laughs> about that. We never have guests. Oh, but actually. <laughs> yeah, Nicole and Dave are coming today. Um, yeah, yeah, so uh, who do you guys think is going to win this matchup between uh, Mikey and, and Drew? They both have pretty good lineups. I'm, I'm looking at these names here. I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm actually surprised that they're in this position. Um, Even Drew's? I think Drew has the most maybe volatility I, out of these. I don't know why Drew is playing the Rams defense at San Francisco. Like, <laughs> yeah, dude, that's like, gonna, that's, I, think, I feel like that's that's going to lose it for him, and we're going to call it ahead of time. Yeah, I'm well, sitting here. Drop the Buccaneers defense. Like even the Bucks against Houston is a better option. There's the Redskins available against the Giants. Um, like why not take a chance on that defensive matchup instead of the Rams versus the best running attack in the league? Whatever. Bro, he's okay. packing it in. I'm telling you, he is packing. Not just it the in. best running attack, but George Kettle. I mean, Jimmy Garoppolo has been. Even it, though he's not been that great, he's he's been wanting to make a statement because everyone. Like has been like who's Jimmy Garoppolo? Like he's not a he's not an NFL Cavalier quarterback. So if Drew takes the SAT, it's gonna it's gonna be because he looked back and saw that his defense got him like negative one points when when like the Giants defense or the Washington Redskins defense is probably gonna get like seven eight points and probably be the difference in this. Yeah, that makes that makes sense. Even though it's a divisional matchup, I still don't. No, I San Francisco's. Yeah. San Francisco just came off of a really bad beat too against Atlanta. Yeah. No man, that that's about to be a bloodshed right yeah, there. I mean, they're not they're not gonna. I'm not saying they're gonna blow the Rams out because the Rams might score with them. I'm just saying like the Rams defense as your option in a in a in a SAT potential game. Mm. Yeah, that's no, bro. That's a that's a loser decision right there. Like maybe maybe he saw that the 20 points that they put up every every few games, and he's like, oh, his eyes lit up, and he's like, it's gonna happen. But Do you guys against, really think that that's what he did? The twenty points they put up were against who? They were they were against Atlanta, which was struggling at the time. They they're a different team now. It was against Pittsburgh, which you know the the Buffalo Bills put up nineteen last week. So that's been consistent. That that Pittsburgh kind of sucks as as an offensive team against Arizona. And the last team that they played was Dallas that got them negative eight. So, yeah, it's, a, it's kind of a bad position to play these guys. Yeah, I just – I don't uh, – I don't think this is going to be good for Drew. I I, I think Mikey's going to win this one. Um, I think he's yeah. going to win it pretty easily, actually. I don't know. I think Tariq Cohen might have a bad game. But at the same time, no, Alvin no, Gordon, no, no. I think, is going to be decent. Uh, Adrian Peterson's uh, – he's going to put up points against the Giants' defense. DJ Moore – Against Indianapolis, uh, I mean, I'm playing the Indy defense, so that yeah. I'm a little worried. But no, all, no dude, I think Tariq Cohen's gonna have to have a good game because just because like they're gonna have to manufacture offense somehow against Kansas City, and he's a spark plug, so uh, he's yeah. he's gonna he's gonna get touches. It's just and of course, Russell Wilson is Russell Wilson, Aaron Rodgers. Uh, that would be a good matchup, but Aaron Rodgers is playing Minnesota. Uh, and that's always going to be a tough game, so who knows? Yeah, and Russell Wilson's playing Arizona. Arizona. <laughs> yeah, I, mean, yes. I, I don't see how Drew wins this week. I really don't see how it, how it's going to happen. Yeah, I mean, I was Devontae Freeman just hasn't been that good. Yes, I don't even know why he's starting him. Like, there's and you still have an IR Eric Ebron. Like you've talked about it in the last podcast. <laughs> You know, like, I'm telling you, he's before. packing he it in, man. Like, what's? I don't know what point he's trying to make. Yeah, like, keeping the guy on IR on his bench, bro. He's like, stubborn, man. He's just trying to like, like once it's been pointed out. Now he's just trying to like justify it, and now that there's no justification, what's the justification? he's just trying to like. Well, this is who I am now. Take it or leave it. <laughs> like, what he's is standing that? On it's, this, just a, it's a stupid move. Like, he's why standing he... on this stoop by himself. Like, listen, yeah. it, it may it may work out. This this is where this is where luck may kick in. Yeah, this is not a smart decision, but he might get lucky, and if he does, so be it. 
But you know what? I've been out of town a lot. Drew's had a lot of stuff accumulated at my house. He was just happened to be in town last week on a day where I was traveling out of town. Yeah. I just missed him. I opened up the garage for him and said, hey, man, go in the house, grab your mail. You got a lot of important stuff. I should have told him to go ahead and grab that toilet bowl trophy yes. while he was there. <laughs> yes, me to me. I should have told him just to grab it and just take it. Just go ahead and take it now, bro. And I, Yeah, I just... we'll get it engraved later. Dang. My bad, Drew. My bad. I should have given you the trophy right in there. It's all right, bro. Whenever you come to Raleigh, when you come to Raleigh to take the SATs, we'll do the transaction then. How about that? Sounds good. We'll hand it off during during the time he's taking the SATs. Yeah. No, but I would have loved for his his beautiful wife to grab that trophy and sit it in the car with him on that long ride home and (laughs) and just, like, look at her husband's, like, you know, her husband's... uh, Uh. I know. Accomplishments? Yeah, well, whatever. If that's what we want to call it. Yeah, that's what I know you, call. Christian, I know you've decontaminated since then, but every time I look at that trophy, I just remember the time I saw it at AJ's place, physically above his toilet. So just so you know where it's been. Well, that it's a completely different trophy now, dude. Oh, is it? Okay. Yeah, remember, like, I shipped it when Chris lost, I shipped it to his place, and it got destroyed in shipping. So he gave it back to me, and then I went and replaced it. Um, and so that it's a completely different trophy. Okay. Yeah. Well, it still has its history. It still has. It still has its history. Yes, it does. Fecal history. BC might be getting the winning trophy in uh, Yahoo as well. Oh God, the year of the BC. I'm playing, I'm playing Drew in that league, by the way, wow. which That's is theater. interesting. He's playing. He he's in. He's in the toilet bowl. Another one, and but his team there is much much better. Drew eliminated me in Yahoo two weeks ago. <laughs> and then the very next week, I had the most points in the entire league. <laughs> that sucks, man. I will, I will say this, though. I was really, like, I, was, I saw an article a couple weeks ago about bad matchups in week 16, right? And it was like, oh, avoid these players week 16, right? It was like half my team in week 16. So I, I, and I, I believed the article, right? So I was like, I need to win one of these first two weeks. Because if I go to the bottom bracket, I'm taking the SATs. And thankfully, I, I beat Drew last week. But, like, I know projections are not really reliable. But if you just look at my projection, I'm projected only at 84 points this week. With the same lineup I had last week that scored 124. So, I, I'm really thankful this year. Like, you know, we're talking about Thanksgiving and Christmas season around the corner. What were you thankful for? I'm thankful for Andrew Masood. That's who I'm thankful for. I'm thankful for him because <laughs> I was able to beat him last week, and now I can avoid the SATs, and he's probably going to end up taking it. So, all right, guys. So are you going to lose to your arch nemesis this week, Christian? This is this is the Samah versus Christian three part three. <laughs> you know, I got him you the just first never time. Never get away from him, can you? I can't. I can't. I shake feel like Samah is a lot of people's arch nemesis. Like everyone just hates playing. Well, obviously, him. after the first year, he's really uh, his only arch. Uh, he's my arch nemesis after the first year, but. Yeah, like first first time we played, I beat him. Second time we played in the first round of the playoffs, he beat me. Now it's round three. He's gonna whoop me, bro. He's gonna whoop me. Yeah, but it has no meaning, so it's yeah, that's true. All right, Except guys, let's uh, let's get final words in because I know you guys probably have have lives and things to do and things like that. Um, so I'm gonna go ahead and say that Mikey is gonna win and Drew's gonna take the SATs. And with you two, um, I want to say Mina B. Because it's going to make me look bad if I pick against Mina B as the guy that said that he has no chance this year. But Mina B, I can't, I can't, this, this Baraka streak that this guy is on is, is, is historic. I can't, I can't not pick BC. I hope you understand. No, it's okay. Yes. All right, so I'm going to go with Mikey winning and BC winning. Um, you guys got final words here? BC, go ahead. I really don't have anything. You you don't have anything you'd like to say to your opponent before you got you play him? No. <laughs> Jesus. Where's the spiciness from? All right, go ahead, Mina B. Uh, I, I don't have anything to say about this game. We I think we've spent the majority of this podcast talking about this this game and the ins and outs and going on tangents. Yeah. I just want to say it's been a it's been another good um, fantasy year. Uh, kudos to everybody who um, who had a good year. Um, uh, LOL at all of you garbage players out there who had Are a you bad... Are looking right at me, Mina B? I'm... Looking right at me? All right, I, 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 
I wasn't thinking about you, but actually, that now that you mention it, it is pretty satisfying to see that you know you suffered this year. Oh, I suffered, uh, man. I actually, it doesn't you know? I, I just um, you know, there's been some consistency in this league, though. David and Joseph, I got to give it to them. The Malik brothers are always competitive. They're yeah. always in it. Um, Chris is always about to have an aneurysm. Right. You know, it seems like every single year it's the same thing with Chris. He's just like he's got a good team, but. That might be where luck kicks in. Yeah. Um, I'm. I'm just. I'm just. I'm typically. I'm typically a top three player every year in mm-hmm. all of my. Fan- almost every single fantasy league, I'm the top three guy. So what are you saying that this luck thing doesn't exist that Christian believes in so much? No. You know, I, I have yet to win a championship in this league and a couple of others that I'm in. But um, um, no, no. I, I was like, I'm. I'm. I'm just happy to be right where I belong. If I lose today, I lose. But. I, I, I'm right back there, and I like having a chance to win. Yeah, I hate it. I hated taking the SAT. Um, it was not fun. My fiance found it really funny when she picked me up <laughs> from school. You know, so I don't want to experience that again. Yes. I, just sitting there for four hours. <laughs> yeah, it's good not, and well. It's not... I didn't even read half of the questions. I just put an answer. I, I I'm, I'm happy to be back. You know where I belong. So. Um, May the best man win. It's going to be a fun weekend. I look forward to fantasy basketball. I hope all of you oh, guys yeah. are too. Oh, yeah. Uh, it's it's uh, really, really fun, and I think it's going to bridge the gap because our offseason starts – literally, our offseason starts next week for football. So if you guys <laughs> play fantasy basketball, you're going to bridge the gap by three more months of fantasy. We're uh, transitioning, bro. Like Once the season ends, we got to have our NBA podcast to update everything that's happened so far and what's happening for the rest of the year. And we'll start doing fantasy basketball. I got, and we have like UEFA Champions League and soccer coming up. I already have some guys from church that are going to come on the podcast to do a soccer podcast. So we're going to be rocking and rolling, guys, even if the football season ends. We're not going to stop, bro. Not going to stop. Cool. So, uh, I do have one more thing to say. Go ahead, bro. We have to give a shout out to Mark Hanin for pulling out that amazing win last week. Yes. Because he's his team, no offense to him, but it's just been consistently very low scoring. And to come out like that, to to put Drew and Mikey in the toilet bowl, that was uh that was a that was a very good move by him that he made picking up those players last week. Oh yeah, man. It finally finally paid off for him, huh? It was yeah. really good. Good for I him. I mean man. every week, like, you know, you look at the players in uh uh the players that you can pick up from waivers and you you're like, who is gonna go off this weekend? He just happened to pick some players that just went off. So. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I'm really happy for him and uh yeah, uh, good luck drawing the SAT. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Well, this was another episode of the It's Fantasy Doofus podcast. I hope you guys have a wonderful day, wonderful Christmas. Enjoy the football games today, and uh, have a great day. Bye, guys. Peace, Say bye. losers. Bye.